I believe that there are worms in the water. There's all, probably all kinds I'm of worms. Sure, like there's worms. Tapeworms, regular worms, flatworms, all kinds of worms. Hey, roaches. I'm Todd Tondera, and welcome to my thrifting audio diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, good garbage, and all around helpful items I could utilize in my daily life. My mission is to do all of this while spending the least amount of money. Each week, I invite friends out thrifting with me. We gather a haul, then drag it back to the studio to tell you what we found. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Hey everybody, we're back. Welcome back to the show, Thrifty Podcast. I'm here with Josh, Last Call Larkin. Of course, I'm Toddy, your host. And Josh, how does it feel to be re-energized and back on the podcast grind? It feels really good. There was an unexpected hiatus, but man, it feels good to, to be back. We had some love and support for everybody while we were on break. Absolutely, and thanks everybody for the like the tweets and and messages and saying like, hey, you know, what's going on with the show? That keeps me on my toes. Um, got uh, some new digs as well here. Um, I did move into a different apartment, um, and now I'm recording in a different room in the apartment. So this is the first time that we're actually recording with this particular setup because I got myself a bunch of new furniture and got rid of my old furniture. It's a whole new level of setup. We got the podcast is back, so we're doing new it roommate. full force. New roommate. New furniture, new Everything. setup. So yeah. we're, we're uh, from the ground up, we're going to be working up again. Um, in the interim, I have to say thank you to everybody that participated in the Hard Times Thriftathon. First ever live show for the podcast, Josh. Very, very good time. Uh, we had some live music. We had we raffled the vintage troll off. Yep. Uh, we had some sellers. Steve brought books. Mm-hmm. Ryan and Kaylee came out and set up tables. Yeah, it was a, a great lot time. of support. Felt very, very loved that night. Um, absolutely. And with the show itself, you pr- if you didn't hear the announcements in the interim, my hard drive had fried and I lost my art portfolio, my resume, and the back catalog of Thrifty. So you folks out there who have the Thrifty podcast episodes prior to this episode, we have the same material. <laughs> it's a, it's oppressing the flesh in a different way. We have literally the same files. It was a digital house fire. Everything went up. Everything was lost. We could just stand there and watch it burn. Yeah, and that was the main cause of... Uh, not being able to record for a while because you have to process that, you know, go through some grief time. Like I went through grief, acceptance, all the different levels of what I had to do. But we're back. We got a new hard drive. The Thriftathon was able to raise some money, so I was able to get um, everything up and running. But the Thriftathon, we had live music. We had performers who performed on the show before. We put them on the stage. There was Bluffs, the Ryan Thompson cassette project. Yours was there. And then we did a thrift sale out of the front room. 
So thank you everybody who participated in the Thriftathon and rumors of the second Thriftathon are already rampant. And I will say to those rumors, prob- they'll probably happen. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, and with all due respect, we didn't have a fucking clue what we were doing. <laughs> Absolutely, we had no clue what we were doing. <laughs> we didn't know what to expect with Thriftathon, um, but it was great. And so, yeah, now that we kind of mm-hmm. have a little bit of experience with it. We're ready to go back. Let's see what happens in the future. Yeah, it's not going to be hard times, but. no. Hard times are over. It'd be good times for sure. It's they're over. So, uh, for those of you new to the podcast, we uh, what thrifty is is I take a friend of mine through our uh, out thrifting with me. We collect a haul. I drag it back to the studio. Josh Last Call Larkin has been here since episode one. So the reboot of the show. I'm welcoming him back. Of course, uh, the main co-host to the show. But Josh. We went out thrifting today, huh? Yeah, Senior Citizen Discount Day at the uh, the Goodwill Outlet. Mm-hmm. 45% off stuff that already costs nothing. So really coming out in droves for it. A lot of newbies were out there today. Yeah. Uh, my gloves got some weird looks. I'm just like, what? I'm like, I'm not digging in the bins with your gloves on. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I've, I've touched enough shit. I've learned my lesson, but the newbies still need to get there. Yeah, and the Goodwill outlet that we went to today was the smaller one of the two that we traditionally go to, and the Goodwill outlet featured a lot of people we haven't seen before because it's usually the same casuals picking through the bins. A lady came up to me, um, an older woman, and she asked me if I was Cody's friend from Toys R Us. Yeah, you I'm not. You really get approached by a lot I'm of strangers not. in the outlet. Like, mm-hmm. I have a habit as soon as somebody starts to talk to me, I just walk away from them. Mm-hmm. But they come direct at you. Cody, Cody, you know Cody from Toys R Us. And I'm like, no. And then, you know, I'm often called Seth. I'm often like, I'm like, some people get like real chummy. And yeah. I like walk away too. Like, I don't You really should have like just fucked with her and been like, I don't know Cody from Toys R Us, but I know Toby from KB Toys. And she, she'll probably be like, yeah, I probably know Toby too. Yeah, in that whole circle. In the circle. But we went out there today. We collected a haul. Um, as I mentioned before, throughout the past couple of weeks, I've been redecorating, rearranging some furniture, um, and I've got rid of a, a lot of my old furniture, and in the interim of not recording a podcast, Bryce, Bryce Katzman, who's been on the show before, he helped me pick out a, a, a new couch, a new couch, and it was quite the adventure. Um, with the, the show rebooting, we are going to do some different segments. So the segments of yesteryear are gone, but we are going to do some segments. This one, um, this is going to be the only time that I utilize this as a platform for a story for myself, but we're going to call this Thrift Tales. Now what Thrift Tales are, if you have any excitable, um, pretty cool things that happen, you know, good finds that you'd found while thrifting, um, if there's any type of stories like that, I'm going to be Googling some as far as like, you know, see what kind of thrifting stories made the newspaper. So this is going to be thrifting all around the world and we're going to bring you the top stories in the business. Thrift, thrift, thrift. Thrift, thrift, thrift tales. Yeah, we want to hear your tales. Any Cool stories. Jill shared one with us before of, mm-hmm. of a haunted knife. Yeah, a lot of the roaches have saw. emailed in before. Yeah, so let us know what's up, what's out there, what mm-hmm. you've seen, what you've experienced. And yeah, yeah, this one should be a good one. Yeah, hit us up 
uh, on the Thrifty Facebook page, send a message, send a like. But I will use this for mine because, Josh, you weren't here for this particular story, and this was only a couple weeks ago. I'm sitting on the couch, and I know very little of it. So the couch that I got um, off of Craigslist.com, the website, it's I, I would say it's like it's a 1960s couch. It's like a, a gothic parlor couch. It's almost Victorian, but not quite just under Victorian, sort of. It looks like a comfortable coffin, like without a lid. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Um, it's a little faded, but overall, it's very comfortable. Yeah, it's eight foot long. So somebody could be, a regular-sized human could be sleeping fully stretched out, and there's still room for somebody to sit on the end. Um, so it's eight feet long. Um, what do you think, like a couple feet high? Yeah, I mean, it's couch feet high. Couch feet high. It's maroon. <laughs> Um, but I got this from uh, an older couple um, about an I'd say about 30 40 minutes outside of Pittsburgh maybe a little less than that um, but it's from 1960 and it's by RA Mayo upholstering and refinishing so this is what where it uh, originally came from from the 60s but how this came out is I know I wanted to get a new couch because to me I never really dug the small because I had like a love seat and then random chairs and I'm like I can't I want to like spread my wings a little bit. It was bit. very smushy when you were in there with somebody. Yeah, and I have uh, like problems with like my legs that like that uh, they just need to be stretched and fucked up with for <laughs> like I can't sit still. Your restless leg syndrome. Yeah, restless leg syndrome, which is recently a diagnosis of mine. But with this uh, couch, you can do that. So I saw it on Craigslist.com, the website. It was on there. I don't want to say how much I paid for it because it's drastically under what it's worth, and I don't want to put the people on blast who sold it. But they were a nice couple. I hit them up, and I was like, hey, I'm interested in purchasing your couch. And they had responded, great. I love it too. And that was the first response. And I was like, I didn't say I loved it. <laughs> I just want to buy it, not love it. Yeah, like I I could grow to love it, but I was just interested and they were already claiming like I love it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's You're going to love it because I love it too. It's a lot of pressure. So um, I couldn't find a pickup truck that anybody had and I didn't want to rent a U-Haul to go grab it, but I ended up having to 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 rent the smallest type of U-Haul, so like a U-Haul van. The, yeah, the little... yeah. Um, so Bryce followed me. He he was in his car. I was in the U-Haul, and we drove out to the property. And when we got to the property, it was a little confusing to find. When we had found it, we had noticed that it's kind of like a like a hipper older couple, sort of. They were like in their like late fifties, and they had a like a, a basement filled with different different antiques and different things that they've collected upon the time and I was like that's really cool this is like like-minded people and and I was like you know what I will love this couch I will love this couch. I know I'm gonna love it because I love you yeah and they kept like having sly digs on one another that like this was his favorite couch like the husband's favorite couch and she was trying to get rid of him so she was little by little get rid of his stuff ah so it went out without a hitch we loaded the eight foot maroon couch into the back of the u-haul we drove back to my apartment Still no problems whatsoever. So the only thing that needed done after we dropped the couch off was we had to go back to um, the U-Haul station, which was a gas station, because I needed to drop the U-Haul off. Bryce needed to then 
pick me up from that. And yeah. So I, I drop the U-Haul off. I drive into the parking lot. I drop the U-Haul off. Um, Bryce is waiting for me. I go in to, to check in the, the U-Haul, and then I realize I don't have the U-Haul keys. And I was like, well, fuck. Did I like – what did I do with them? I was like, okay, I'll be back. And so I go – I'm walking back to the truck, and I could see them on the seat inside the truck. So I was like, okay, I'll just grab them. And then I realized I had locked all the doors. So I locked the keys to the U-Haul inside the U-Haul in the gas station parking lot. But at least that's where the U-Haul belongs. Right. You got it. So I was like, okay, it could be far worse. So I just like signaled to Bryce like one minute. I did some fuckery. One minute. Get to tell this guy I fucked up his keys. Yeah. So I go back into the gas station and I was like, hey, uh, bad move on my part. You know, I locked the keys in the car. My bad. And they said, well, yeah, you're bad, for one, because they said you never checked in the truck. You never checked in the U-Haul truck. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I didn't. You know, I didn't check it in. They're like, well, it's still in your name. We can't check in the truck without the keys to the truck. And I'm like, well, it's in your parking lot. That wasn't good enough. It's right there. Yeah. So I was like, okay, what's going to happen? And they said, well, you can call, like, call AAA because it's still under your... thing they don't have a spare set of keys no and so i was like okay so i like weirdly called AAA, and AAA is like why don't you call u-haul and tell u-haul to just drive over and unlock the damn door so i was like yeah i thank you AAA. thank you so i call u-haul and i'm on hold for like 20 minutes while i'm on hold I, I walk over to bryce's car and i was like dude just go just leave leave me leave me at this gas station he's like well why am i I'd like i was like leave me i don't know how long this is gonna <laughs> just take go. and he's just like what's your ride home i said i don't even know just go get out get out of here get out of here i went in like full like get away from me mode sort of because like when i publicly fuck up which is often i don't want to drag anyone down so i i like chase just like get out Ow. just save yourself <laughs> i go i'm burying myself get out um so i i finally got on the phone with u-haul and they were like okay we'll come and unlock the door i was like perfect and they're like in 90 minutes so i'm already sitting around for probably probably 15 20 at this point to get up to this point and they said we'll see you in 90 minutes I was like, oh my God, no. So I walked into the, the gas station. I was like, I set up the, the truck. I mean, I set up the guy coming to unlock the keys to get the keys out of the truck. They're like, cool. And I'm like, they're coming in 90 minutes. Like, I can't be, what am I going to do? Yeah, like, sit here and talk to your angry ass for an hour and a half? So, like, they were just like, well, you didn't check it in. So the, the person coming is only going to unlock the door for you, not us. For you because it's in your name still and I was like this is like and I, and I actually wasn't mad I was like I was just like why are they not getting it like I, I gotta go like I can't be <laughs> I, it's in your property yeah, it's at the it's gas right station. there you can see it through the window so then I had to wait 90 minutes at this gas station for somebody to come and unlock it. and so this was over at the end of the day this was like an hour and a half if if not a little more between the rigmarole of trying to find how to do this and do that. And then finally, um, they, they did come, they did unlock it. And the guy that came and unlocked it, he was just like, you know, you could have just like left. Right. And I'm like, I, I thought so, but <laughs> they would, they wouldn't let me leave. You tell that guy in there. 
Yeah, they, they wouldn't let me leave. And then um, because of the fact that, because I had just rented out for a few hours to grab the couch, no hiccups whatsoever along that way. None, none at all. But when I came to the actual gas station to drop the U-Haul off, that was the rest of the day. And then I was charged because I didn't turn the car in. And for every, like, when you're out, it's like longer. And I was there. I was at the depot. And I got the text. To, you asked me if I was available to come and help you with the couch, and I was like, "You would have been that." I got to. I got to start working in thirty minutes. I'd have been stuck outside a fucking gas station. Yeah, in for, Carnegie, PA, outside a marathon gas station. I would have handled it much differently. Because How would have you handled that situation? I get angrier a lot quicker than you do, and mm-hmm. I express it much louder than you do. Yeah. And if that guy had told me, like, "No, you have to stay here." I'd have I'd have went off on him for his idiotic fucking belief that you need to stay there and mm-hmm. wait for somebody to open a door and then walk keys 12 feet over to him. Yeah. See, my fear was this thing. Like, it's not that I didn't think that that was, that was reality. That was the actual reality. But I was living in an alternate reality. Bluffs. Theme for our show for many reasons. And I feared that if I was like, well, I'm just going with my boy Bryce, like, sorry it's in your property that i thought that they would like charge me because my card's already on account so like whatever they decided how they got the keys out that they would bill me so i was like i'm kind of like fucked here without being kissed yeah see now that now that i work for a bank i know that you can fix that all after the fact and be like fuck you give me my money back Mm. but it's a pain in the ass but yeah i would have I mean, Bryce never even piped up the afterwards and was like, hey, no. guys, I, I left Todd at a gas station. How did you get back? Did you just walk home? Um, well, Carnegie PA is about a half hour away. Yeah. Um, so what I did to get home was I started to walk home about a half hour on a major road. Um, and then I... I just called in a favor from somebody and they came and got me. Why don't you just take like an Uber? Or Lyft I don't know, or dude. I just like I just get in that mood where I just fuck up and I'm just like, kill me, like just end this. I so I don't. I have no rhyme or reason to how I act. One time, a guy threw a beer at my face at a party in the South Side, and everybody was like, "Hey, fuck you, leave!" And he walked all the way back to college at Robert Morris. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Why do you throw a beer at you? Uh, it, it's not something. Okay, I, I mean, I deserve bad boy stuff. <laughs> yeah, sounds was, like bad boy was, stuff. Was, I deserved a beer in my face. Uh, so yeah, so Josh and I went out thrifting today, um, and we're gonna we're gonna head over to Josh's object that we're still trying to find out some information on. It is gonna be the cover art to the show, but Josh, what do we what do we have here? Uh, this is El Cerdo Matador. Um, he is a pig matador. Uh, yeah, he is. He's about a foot tall, and he's a handmade doll that has pig arms and pig legs and a pig head. Yeah, he does. But a matador body. Mm-hmm. Uh, and somebody has put googly eyes. Googly eyes are the future of art. Instead of his regular... I mean, he has regular pig eyes underneath the googly eyes. But we had to Google him over. But yeah, you gotta... You, he just... He looks so much more enchanting with the googly eyes. So it's eyes. like a body of a human. Like the human anatomy, but with pig hooves as hands and a pig head. And then his right hand, his right arm is... what is What's that in his arm? That's the matador spear. Matador spear. The thing spear. they stab the bull with. Uh. I don't know if this was handmade as like a tribute to uh, 
the old Porky Pig cartoon, the old Looney Tunes, yeah. where Porky Pig was a matador. So I don't know if this is an updated... An homage to Porky Yeah, modern piece for that, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's handmade. It's still the clothes are very intricately yeah. done. The cape is pinned on the back and has like a velvet. That, this is like a homemade doll. That's it's not like shoddy at all. It's not going to come apart. There's no way that's going to come. Yeah, apart. Yeah, I mean, it's really well done. It has embellishments on the um, mm-hmm. oh, what are those things called? The the pauldrons. Yeah, the pauldr like the shoulder pads. Yeah, sort the, of the pauldrons. The, the, and he's got a little like bolo tie and mm-hmm. his head. Uh, spins all the way 360 yeah 360 you can you can make his head wow. go wow a full 360 that's a good uh, get and he's got little hooves even underneath his boots like his mm-hmm. his feet underneath his socks are actual pig hooves as well so that's they didn't cool. skimp on el matador Cer- no, uh, el no. Cerdo matador and what i what i'm particularly interested in this is this universe okay so that was not someone's first doll that they made there's no doubt because this is very well crafted very well done what does that universe look like? There, everybody gets a universe. What does their universe look like? Oh my! There's probably like a horse that's a stagecoach driver doll, and mm-hmm. different little you know uh, animals in in regular everyday jobs that you wouldn't expect. I mean, a pig has nothing to do with bullfighting. I mean, if mm-hmm. he was a bull who was a matador, then I could see the correlation. But a matador pig just throws me. A couple questions that I don't have the answer to, but I just want to like throw them out there and kind of live in that space. Um, so this is a, a pig matador, right? So he's a bullfighter. So it's a pig. It's like it, it's like uh, like Pluto and, and Goofy. They live in the same world, and they're the same thing, but one of them is one thing and one of them is the other. So are we assuming that pigs are the humans of this world and the bull is still a bull? Well, it's like in cars, you know, like cars with eyes. Yeah. You know, there's that breakdown of you shouldn't be doing this, you know, mm-hmm. like you shouldn't be able to drive yourself and like stick gas in yourself. That's weird. It's a weird thing. It's to a do. weird. Yeah. Uh, Uncommon but, situation. Yeah. But like I imagine this is like almost a crime kind of thing. Maybe he's not mm-hmm. bullfighting. Maybe he's fighting any other animal and that's like their criminal punishment and he's like the judge dread of the animal of world ah. but as a matador i think that's what i'm gonna name we should name him dread J- dread dread yeah that's and, not very <laughs> latin no nah, it's it, it's still dread though um and the other one that i the other question i was posing if in fact this world is animals working as humans do you think instead of bulls this pig is wrangling up humans like uh, like animal the whole farm. animal farm spectrum. Animal farm. It very well could be. He could be. They could have all kinds of different animal matadors, mm-hmm. and we're the bulls. And that's how a resurrection really feels. Yeah, damn dirty apes. Yeah. So we have a. a it was hard to find information on this because it looks to be completely homemade. So it's hard to say the value on this. Um, but. Oh, I, I never mentioned the value for the couch. Couch is similar to what I got. It was like two fifty to eighteen hundred. I didn't pay that. Um, 
I paid way lower than that. But back to the, the, the pig, it's hard to put a price value on the pig because we have no idea what era, when it was made from. Yeah. But it's definitely a cool piece. And since at the Thriftathon, we had raffled off our German troll of Josh's, this could be the new German troll. New I don't doll. know. Yeah, I don't know what my niche is with finding like weird figures, but he's bigger than the German troll. He's not as old. Um, he's got a stamp on the back of his pig head that he was made in China in 1993. That's the only frame of reference. He's younger than 1993. That seems like the meanest thing to say that's not really mean. Like if you're just like on the back of your pig head. <laughs> your pig head. <laughs> <laughs> but um, something that it is uh, maybe one of the oldest pieces that we've had on the show before. As I said, I've been redecorating bringing new pieces into uh, my apartment here. Josh and I got a lead um, from a local Facebook group that a man was getting rid of an old radio. It's called the Rhapsody. It's from 1947. It's about four foot tall, um, completely wood finished. Um, it, it has a radio and it also has a like an LP, like a record player inside of it. Um, cabinets like this are quite expensive too. Um, I, I didn't pay an expensive price. I don't want to say what I did pay because it's the same thing. It was actually a, a really nice piece that I got for really cheap. Yeah, we're not out there buying stuff at no. fair Face market value. value. And that's why they're on the show. <laughs> yeah. And he's kind of secondhand stuff. Um, so this radio I told Josh about. And Josh, I picked him up. And then we went to pick it up. And boy, we had to shove it in the car in a, in a weird way. It was it, it wasn't heavy, but it is just obtuse. Sort yeah, of. it's it's basically the same layout as like a small dryer. Yeah. Uh that's a true thing. And yep. we had to fit that into your regular sedan and mm-hmm. the the cop didn't help much. The the cop no. we bought it off of was just like, try this way and we shoved it in and just hoped that we could get it out. Yeah, and we sort of did. But we had a vibe that the guy selling selling it to us was a cop, and it was later confirmed cop because of all the stuff that he had in his garage. And I'll say it right now, I checked up on his Facebook. Total cop. Total cop. Well, the second we walked in and he hard-fisted you and gave me a soft handshake Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. while listening to the scanner, I was immediately like, this guy's a fucking cop. Cop. But yeah, he gave me like a real, real tough handshake. Josh didn't get such a tough handshake. Gave me a total, like, normie, I'm going to let you fuck my daughter handshake. Yeah. Well, maybe he thought that, like, well, maybe he thought, like, that I wasn't as masculine, so he could kind of, like, go over that. Like, I could, I could. I think it was either that or he's like, you're making the purchase, so Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to show you that, you know, if you're trying to negotiate, I'm not having it. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was one of those kind of things. Yeah. I don't trust anybody who listens to the fucking scanner in the middle of the day. What are you, or a cop? What are you waiting for to happen? Like, Mm -hmm. it was like noon on, uh, you know, like a Tuesday or Thursday or whatever it was. And, and I also, uh, during and you could uh, if you search thrifty podcasts on YouTube we tape some of our hauls when we're actually collecting the goods and stuff like that there's a video on YouTube of me punching through something and messing up my knuckle so since that day I've had a messed up knuckle so it also could be that like any handshake on my right hand my pinky knuckle is 
mush. That was, so yeah. anytime you grab it, I'm like, ow, ow. It was a really, really stupid thing to it do. It was a stupid thing to do. But uh, the radio itself, um, he'd said that he didn't know if the record player worked, but by opening it and giving it goddamn one once-over with one eye, you could see it's roach to bits inside. Yeah, you could have, like, 120 vision and still see that it wasn't going to work. It, and was, he, it was falling apart in the car, bolts. <laughs> yeah. The inside of the guts were falling apart was, in the car. Yeah, every bump rotted off more and more from the turntable. And so, like, it, the inside guts were roached. Um, the radio itself, I'm still unsure about, because when the gentleman was playing it in his garage, it sounded fine, and he was moving the dials up and down. When I got it back to my apartment, it severely worked less than that. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's a case of uh, your new place is brick, and I think that that might interfere with the radio a yeah, little bit I, more. Yeah, I don't even get good cell reception in this apartment. I don't think that I do either. I don't get, yeah, like, great cell. And so I don't know if that it's the point of the apartment where I put it so it doesn't get good reception. Maybe if I put it in the front room that's more, like, uh, the front rooms, like, has a lot of natural light um, windows. Like It does really tie the room together, though. It looks really nice where it is it does so um that was the radio from 1947 that was the rhapsody and um i was thinking about other things in 1947 that was kind of like going on at the time because if you're listening to the radio in 1947 like what what would be on it um racism yeah rate racist bullshit i'm sure um some of the top hits in 1947 from when the radio was made was uh ted weems and perry como i i wonder who she's kissing now okay and, i'm familiar with perry como yeah mostly just as like a punchline to old mm-hmm. shit but and francis craig's near you was also big um i also saw in 1947 um, people would like listen to a lot of baseball on the radio. That was the thing. And in 1947, that's when the first black player, Jackie Robinson, um, was in that Major League Baseball. So it was huge for uh, you know people of color. And so Jackie Robinson was on. It's also the same year that Babe Ruth was diagnosed with throat cancer. So the like the ups and downs. To the surprise of nobody. <laughs> yeah, it's a ups and downs. But that year, the Yankees defeated the Dodgers in the finals in the series 4-3. to three. So I thought it was an interesting tidbit. It's the rise of Jackie, the fall of Babe. That's a good swing year for, mm-hmm. for baseball as a whole. Yep. Um, so that was like the two vintage pieces we got. We got the Pig Matador. Um, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back from commercial break, the second news segment of this episode to kick off Thrifty coming back uh, into your ears. This one's going to be called eBay Alert. Now, what this segment's going to be is anything that kind of pops up on my radar for any particular reason that you could buy secondhand online. I want to deliver you the goods, and hopefully when the episode drops, you'll be able to go and pick and choose from eBay from what I mentioned. So I went down the rabbit hole here, and when we come back from commercial break, we're going to be talking about items from Jaws, The Ride, and Universal Studios. All right, catch you on the flip side. Center to rent a pants prayer. I can paint the house and still go fishing. I didn't know you all rented lawnmowers, tillers, cement sure. mixers. Now you all centers rent almost everything for home. Floor care? Work. Plumbing. And planes. VCRs and movies. Now 
Now U-Haul even rents motorhomes, camping trailers, and boats. Perfect for my fishing trip. Honey, after you finish painting, let's go catch some big ones. Thanks, U-Haul. I don't know if you have noticed, but with the new podcast setup here in this living room with the eight-foot couch, the new table, the cushion that I'm sitting on right now is the cushion from the old couch. Ah, I wasn't sure what it was. Yeah. But I could tell that it wasn't like an actual structured piece of furniture. Like it was a piece of something. No, so I kept the couch I kept the couch and made it into like a because I'm sitting on the floor and it's kind of like a floor chair, like a puffy-ass brown floor chair. So I think this is going to be it. Yeah? Like, this is going to be the new setup It's like here. an adult beanbag. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. On the hardwood floor, um, just throw this, this adult beanbag down, jump on it, yeah. and record. But um, as I said before the break, we're introducing a new segment called eBay Alert. And what eBay Alert is going to be is, is if there's anything that pops on my radar, because I do some secondhand shopping online or stuff like that, anything that pops on my radar that I feel like is a good price to holler out to the roaches to see if they would like to buy something or just interesting tidbits about this. eBay Alert. So for this first segment, uh, the first time we do this, eBay Alert, I mentioned... We're going to be talking about Jaws the Ride from Universal Studios in Florida. What is your what is your history with Jaws the Ride, Josh, if there is any history you have? Um, my first introduction to Jaws the Ride is the movie Mallrats. Okay. Uh, where his plan is to propose to his girlfriend on Jaws the Ride when Jaws pops out of the water. That's the moment he wants to propose. Mm-hmm. I've never been on Jaws the Ride. Yeah, I uh, haven't either. I've never experienced it. I know that you you do have a fondness for amusement Theme park parks. attractions and rides. Um, yeah. But no, I've been to Universal Studios. 
just had no inclination to because the time I went, there was much more exciting stuff. There were three D rides and you know things like that, and it wasn't like sit on a boat and watch a a, a fiberglass Hydraulic, shark. Yeah, yeah go Psh! come out of the water. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have noticed in recent weeks here that uh, Jaws the Ride from Universal Studios, the merchandise from that ride, I don't know if somebody was sitting on a Jaws the Ride haul, um, anything like that, but on ebay.com, the website, there are over 10 shirts, vintage Universal Studios Jaws the Ride um, some are airbrushed. Some have different designs on them. They range from eighteen dollars to one hundred and twenty-five. Ooh, one hundred and twenty-five is is pricey. But uh, there, there's one on here though that's actually this was from nineteen ninety-four. It's from uh, it, it's a, a it just on the cusp of vintage that I thought was my the the best shirt I see. The bottom half of it is like watery, like lighter blue. The top half is dark blue, and then it has a shark in the middle. That's 80 bucks even. Really? So, so somebody was sitting on Jaws the Ride merchandise. There's cups here. There's posters. So this is something that I believe that, say this episode goes up Sunday. What's today? Thursday? Yep. Some of the stuff is still going to be there. So that's why I picked it for that. But it had me thinking, and, and I wanted to, for the eBay alert, I wanted to give some back background uh, factual information on Jaws the Ride. Yo, Jaws the Ride was like a fucking failure. Yeah, I, I know the history of Jaws the Ride because I'm a sucker for like those kind of documentaries where they talk about giant failures in people's lives yeah. and things and when they were building the park and how many issues they had with it. Yeah. And, even Jaws the movie was a fucking issues. disaster to make. I- issues. The whole reason the movie is so scary and you don't see the shark is because the shark didn't fucking work for mm-hmm. three quarters of the movie. Yeah, and that was much like the ride. Um, so when it originally opened up, it was uh, there was like a hydraulic shark that kind of jumped out of the water, and it was basically shtick because your boat driver, um, whatever you want to call. It, it, but he would kind of uh, like do shtick. He'd be like a character, like, "Hey, we're going into like Jaws waters." Like, yeah, and he's got a gun up front too to yeah. like take pot shots at it. And then there's you know little explosions in the water and things that are timed off. Exactly. So that's what that was the original concept that he would have like a grenade launcher and he would mimic shooting the shark. You'd see it at different places and stuff like that. But a lot of the early problems with the ride was the fact that it was hydraulic. So to get hydraulics don't perform well in water whatsoever. Right. No, it's yeah. It's so it they couldn't all the time get the shark to come up. So they had to like pantomime a lot and it was like open and closed. So the original Jaws of the Ride was only open for two and a half months and it was closed and it was it was done. They did come back because they were just like, yo, we kind of we screwed up. Right. So what had then happened was they, they kind of rethought, retooled, and then they reopened Jaws the Ride like in a year or two. And this is the Jaws the Ride that people remember. Um, Jaws the Ride, this shark, and I have no idea why they would ever do this, but the teeth in the shark were real shark teeth. Why would you need to do that? Why No one would call you if you didn't do that. No one would call you on that. Shark teeth are everywhere. You can just stop at, like, there's, like, little petting zoos around, and they'll always have, like, a basket on the gift shop yeah. of just, like, shark teeth for, like, shark teeth for 50 cents. Like, 
whose job is it to collect shark teeth that they can find so many that they can turn a profit at 50 cents a tooth? It's so wild because nobody was going to be like, because it's a fake, it's a fake shark. It's so not, nobody's no, going to be like, oh, the teeth are also fake, but no, yeah. they're not. Yeah. So they had problems with this Jaws, though there was less problems because it was le- it was kind of like more modernized a little bit. But they had problems with the shark biting the boat because it would actually do damage to the boat when it would bite it because they were actually shark teeth. I feel like that's just like they knew the rest of the model was shitty. Yeah. And they wanted like one counterpoint when somebody was like, that doesn't look like a real shark. And they go, <laughs> well, the teeth are real. <laughs> somebody in the back like, the teeth are real though. Yeah. <laughs> the teeth are real. Yeah. Fuck you, the teeth are real, man. So it would bite the boat and make actual indentations on the boat because it was real teeth. It seems like you should fix the boat. <laughs> I don't know. But it, the big thing was that Jaws would die at the end of the ride when it wouldn't get shot anymore, but it would bite like uh, an electric line. Yeah, it got like shocked at the it end. It got yeah. shocked and like burned, and you could actually smell like the shark burning. Um, there was also a point where the driver of the boat would have a – the captain – what I've been trying to think. The captain of the boat would have a grenade launcher and he'd mimic shooting the grenade launcher but instead miss and like um, he would like uh, blow blow stuff up and passengers would often say that they claimed that the fire was so hot that they would be burned by the fire of the ride. Um, now Universal Studios argues that they did not, they weren't actually burned. It was actually people who had sunburn that when they are affected by heat, it- um, reactivates the sunburn yeah it reactivates the sunburn so they would be like well you're not there's no way you're actually burned get a higher get a higher spf yeah it's not our fault and so they would be like well you have sunburn and then you got by something hot so it like fucked you up um a there was no deaths on it but there was uh some ducks that would die occasionally because they would stand too close to animatronics or the fire and they would just fucking burn yeah and if a duck doesn't know that one of those you know those shots is going to go off and yeah. have a minor explosion yeah and you're but, but apparently at one point and this is i got this from uh reddit that there was one of the captains was uh they were talking about different like rumors and stuff like you know debunk this debunk that um a duck one time got shot dead instantly shot by like one of the cannons and it landed in a little girl's lap a dead ass duck see and it's stories like that years and years ago i got a job offer to go and work for one of the major theme parks as a character actor and i turned it down but stories like that really make me regret that decision because i think anybody who's ever worked in a theme park has a crazy story yeah in some situation like that of just an absolute insane thing i believe that entirely yeah and so, and he had also said that while that he was captaining this ship, um, a lot of the times that he would have to do like shtick because if he would see like just because what you, you know you didn't really know where you were going, it was guided. But if you make a bend, you're like, oh, there's a family of ducks like right where shit's gonna go down. So the captain would often do like shtick to kind of like wait for the ducks to move. So like you know just like. I don't know where Jaws is, yada, yada, Stalling yada. for time, yeah. So he would stall for time for the ducks to move and stuff like that. And he said in his experience, there were some duck deaths, but that's like the most extreme. Like it literally blew into the it blew into the boat. Um, how about this theory? This theory, 
<laughs> I dug way too deep on this one. There was a theory at Jaws the Ride at Universal Studios Florida that the water contained a rare species of worms. And the reason why they didn't want to clean the water is because it would kill the species. And this species was a rare worm that they didn't find any other, like, place. And that was debunked. <laughs> that wasn't real. <laughs> just I, That's my face the whole time is just, like... What is creating new life? In a, like the Jurassic Park exhibit is right down the street. Yeah. That's where you create the life, like not in Jaws. But apparently, there was uh, some folks thought that there was a rare species of worm in that water, and that's why they would not clean it. Um, the same, I think it's the same person. The same person was like, "Look, I've heard that theory." I've n- I have no idea what that is. And he said, if there was worms in the early 2000s, there was like a hydraulic fluid major leak. He said it turned the water green for like a week and a half. So he's like, so if there was a worms in there, it would have destroyed it's the dead. species. Yeah. I believe that there are worms in the water. There's all, probably all kinds I'm of worms. sure like there's worms. Tapeworms, regular worms, flatworms, all kinds of worms. Yeah. But... Not that they're not going to clean the water because they're preserving. Like, oh no, the worms! Some special worm that's down there, like singing and dancing with a tap hat, a top hat that he's. You they, know. they got like scientists coming in, like <laughs> yeah. the Jaws ride worm species. Yeah, it's just a bunch of nerds riding the Jaws ride with clipboards, taking notes on special worms. They're like, "Is that the worm?" Yeah, get it. <laughs> I'm not worried about the shark. I just want to see the worms. <laughs> And you see them like scooping at, like <laughs> yeah. holding it up to the. I got light. one! I got a worm! So, um, but the Jaws of the Ride stuff has been coming up heavily on eBay, and I'm not quite sure as to why. But I recommend folks to get on the Jaws train because that ride, if you dig deep into it, there's a lot of chaos, a lot of stories. There's no deaths, um, but there's just a lot of chaotic tales. Um, there was one guy who fell out of the boat and he had sued Universal Studios because, you know, it's a fake shark, but he was in the water and his, uh, I can't remember if it was his daughter or son, but he had a little kid there and it traumatized the kid because the kid saw the shark like eating, the shark's eating daddy. That would be hilarious. <laughs> shark. <laughs> so there was a shark's eating daddy lawsuit. That's fucked. At least he probably got to take home a special worm. Yeah. And he probably crawled right in his ass while like he was in the in bla- Like men in black style just got <laughs> yeah. in his eye. So when he came crunch. home, he had like fucking. Yeah. He turned into the, the giant creature guy from men in black. That's how they knew. That's how they knew there was a species of worm. Because when that gentleman got out, he was just different. Yeah. He was just different. And they're like, oh, old Harry over there. Yeah. You know about him? And people are like, no, no, no. He's like, yeah, he got worms. He got worms. Jobs. He got worms from Jaws. <laughs> Jaws the ride. Um, so he won like a lawsuit and everything like that. But uh, yeah, so this is our first episode back. Uh, new surroundings, everything, uh, you know, rebooting the show here a little bit, like a soft reboot. I guess it's a hard reboot if I say it out loud. But in the next month here, um, I'm going to start retooling and redoing the graphics because, again, the graphics on the Facebook that you see are the graphics that I own as well. I don't own anything that I could get back into and edit, so I just have to redo it. Um, some new photos next month. 
Um, there's going to be a new new photo set next month, um, so we'll probably get rid of the old photos at that point or something. Yeah, everything is subject to change except for everything with the show. The mission, yeah, the mission stays the same. We'll still be sentiment, sentimentally attached to things yeah. you've forgotten, and the friendships will stay the same. Yeah, everything else, music, graphics, you never know. It, you we, never know. This yeah, thing. what's going to happen? Um, but yeah, I got I got to uh, thank Josh for being a part of the show once again. Um, thank everybody who listens and thank everybody who has a part in the show because I've wanted to stop it many times, but I didn't actually want to. I was just like, ugh, we're going, we're going for it again. I'm yeah. in again. We I'm in. Keep it chugging along. The support means so much. Thriftython yep. wouldn't have happened without everybody who's out there in the universe. Whether yep. you made it to the show or whether you just sent good vibes for mm-hmm. it, we appreciate it. But a video of the Thriftathon will be on our facebook so like us on facebook thrifty podcast look it up at thrifty podcast on facebook thrifty podcast at yahoo.com yes i still use yahoo but yeah uh, danny behar our friend from new york did is is currently creating a piece which sums up thrifty thrifty thon it's gonna have music it's gonna have comedy it's gonna have the actual uh secondhand sale that we did so it's gonna be real fun uh, a lot on the horizon and the only thing really left to do, Josh, for the listeners out there, get roached. <laughs>